you can't touch because this is a podcast specifically it's the two words podcast and if you think for one minute that i'm not going to talk about the fact that rick flair refereed a slap match you're out of your gourd hi everybody i'm radio matt and that's our host john and i'm john <laughs> and i'm i'm coming in hot he's he's ready He's ready. Yes, welcome to the Two Words Podcast. We have a great show for you today. My name is John. His name is Matt. And uh, today we've got a great show because we're talking about our favorite bad guys in our Two Words episode titled Heel Turn. Talking about our favorite heel turns. Talking about our favorite heels. Talking about our least favorite heels. But first... I got a pair of strappy slipbacks. I got some... Yes. (laughs) Malubatons, what J Lo <laughs> sang about, um, in her expensive shoes that nobody else can afford. <laughs> but but, but uh, let's let's let. I'm not getting away from this. Ric Flair refereed a slap match, and not a very good one either. Yeah. We just watched the video a few minutes I ago. Mean, I don't understand. Why this exists, and I, I feel the same as Pete Davidson in that video. It's like, why am I here? Why am I watching this? What is? This? Why am I? <laughs> but if you're Pete, it's at the same time if you're Pete Davidson, you're like, I'm sitting on a forklift, <laughs> watching Ric Flair officiate a slap fight. Who thought? Like, we started from the bottom, now we here. And if you don't know what that is, it, it's literally what it sounds like: two grown men just taking turns, just taking turns, slapping, slapping each, other. each other as hard as they can across the face. And normally, they're it's really, really aggressive. This one was very, very tame. Mm. But normally, it's like guys getting concussions, and Ugh. you got these big Russian dudes with their bear paws, and they're I must break you. It's amazing, but yeah, it was, and it was on a pay per view mm. of all things. Um, Specifically, the pay-per-view uh, that showed the Logan Paul-Ben Askren fight. Uh, I know that Ben Askren is not a professional wrestler, but he professionally uh, amateur wrestled. <laughs> I was very surprised at the turnout of that fight because it wasn't a wrestling match either. It, was, it wasn't an MMA fight. It was a boxing match, which is why Ben Askren would take a boxing match. Anyway, <laughs> but so, so uh, Logan Paul, who we've seen recently... Is there a uh, is there a is there an angle here with Logan Paul? Are we going to see him pretty soon? I don't. I don't. It seems wanna. like a weird one off. So what was noticeable for me at at WrestleMania was he wasn't cheered like he was booed, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> they were they were meaning to have him be cheered, probably. And then I think the only thing that cut away from that is the fact that Kevin Owens gave him a stunner. Anyway, everybody loved that. Yeah, everybody loved that. But here's the thing: is like Logan Paul's a very athletic person. He's a very showman. He mm-hmm. took that. He took that stunner pretty well. He's about to fight Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, he's gonna get his <laughs> teeth knocked down his throat. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, and it, it, that's gonna be a really high money making match um, because what Floyd Mayweather lacks in reading skills, uh, he makes up for in the ability to punch people really hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I hope not. I know they want to do more celebrity stuff. I think that was reported this last week. They want to do yeah. more celebrity-based things. And looking back on the Bad Bunny stuff, I really... I don't think I hated it as yeah. much as I felt like I did at the time. Yeah. It really was probably the best 
in-ring performance from a celebrity. Yeah, I think most of us just went into it like we know we normally hate the celebrity stuff, especially when they're going to be wrestling. Yeah. And so we're, we're just automatically coming at it with this negative mindset of this is not going to be good. Let's why are we even doing it? And I feel bad that I thought that way now. But, they, you know, it, what I will say also, they, I mean, it was a good match. They they did good. I think we both went back and watched it. It's like, you know what? That that, that wasn't bad. Um, but they also cut it clean. They cut it very clean away from that. And so uh, they released a video of Triple H. It was like this video and Bad Bunny like rides up on top of his semi-truck because that's how he rides in semi-trucks is on top of the the trailer. And uh, You would too if you had Bad Bunny money. I guess. If I had Bad Bunny money. <laughs> that kind of money. Um <laughs> And Triple H comes and is like, you did good, but now it's time to go do what you do. And it had all of his tour dates. And so yeah. they've kind of cut that really clean. But um, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say it was. It's all right. It was not bad. Um, you got anything fun to talk about? Uh, not fun. Are we going to no. go over the new string of firings? Uh, I mean. <laughs> Billy Kay, which I'm super upset about because I think that they were setting up a really cool gimmick with the way she was coming out kind of. Uh, wait, am I thinking of the wrong wrong person? No, Billy no, Kay was Billy coming Kay. out trying she to get everybody to be your tag team partner. Yeah, and she came out at WrestleMania with uh, with Carmella and was kind of like impersonating her and yeah. trying to copy her mannerisms, and it was hilarious yeah. in my opinion. And I think that would have been a fantastic um, kind of, kind of like almost Damian Sandow esque thing, where you know he's he's trying to mimic all these different people, but having yeah. her like bounce around to different partners. Like have have every woman in the in the locker room eventually give her a shot to be their tag team partner and just watch her mimic everybody. I think that would have been a very fun way to utilize her. Uh, I think it's silly that they've been running this entire gimmick of handing out a resume. She finally gets a tag team, and then she gone. Yeah, but I'm also mad that they just. I mean Peyton Royce. Same. Why she was on she was on the upward. Upward deck. Put them back together. If nothing else, everybody liked the Iconics. Yeah. Um, Mojo Raleigh, I mean, he, he basically might as well while. not been there. Yeah. Kalisto and Bo Dallas are the same way. Same way. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe is sad, but I think ultimately it's going to be better for him. It's going to be much better for him. So he'll he'll He's gonna go to AEW. He'll be the top king over there for a while. Mickey James, I understand. She's been fun. A fun throwback. But uh, I, I think her run, her her last run here has yeah. come to a conclusion anyway. Who's Chelsea Green? Chelsea Green was NXT. She's um, Matt Cardona's fiance. Mm, okay. Okay. Cardona's. And then, Cardona's. And then Tucker, which is also sad because they broke up one Insanely. of the best tag teams, in my opinion. They made a story of it, too. Yeah. And then they went, They he came out in silver pants once. And then we're like, oh, well, I guess we're done with you. That was that. So let's go down the list, and where are each of these people going to go? Like, where do they go from here? Where does Billy Kay go? Let's start with Billy Kay. I don't know. NXT. I don't know know if she's... she goes to... Does she go to TNA, New Japan, or AEW? I don't feel like most of these people are AEW bound. I really don't. I think Samoa Joe is. I think Samoa Joe is, yes. But I really... I can't think of anybody else who right now would fit with the brand. I think that Samoa Joe goes to AEW. I think Billy Kay. I would assume Billy Kay and Peyton Royce get back together and try and go somewhere together. If Billy Kay and Peyton Royce got back together, they could also go into AEW. I could probably see that if they're a tag team. Mojo Raleigh's going to wind up in TNA. Yeah, if that. Um... (laughs) Mickey James Major League go Wrestling. Back. He's going Ma- to Major League Wrestling. Yes. <laughs> Monster Wrestling. Um, uh, Chelsea Green may also be there. Kind of depends on what they're doing. She's a little too close to Britt Baker to me. Mm. Um, Kalisto could go to New Japan. Yeah. Or, I think Bo or Dallas. to, to uh, TNA. Lucha. Lucha. Lucha Underground. He could go Lucha to Lucha Underground. Underground. Yeah. Um, I could see Bo Dallas going to New Japan. You think so? I could see him going to New Japan and figuring things out. Mm. Um, Like a lot of guys do. uh, Because he just wants to wrestle. And over in New Japan, you really can't just wrestle. And and that's, you know, 
that's yeah. that. Um, but submit, or I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> but invasion storylines. I mean, they it'd be fun. It'd be fun. You hire all of these people to do like <laughs> you hire all of them for like a month and a half. <laughs> yeah, like they did with, with Matt Cardonis. Exactly. You you give them like a tier. Their year because they have like a tier. There are three tiers of contracts. Mm-hmm. Give them the lowest tier and just <laughs> let them hang out for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's sad. It's sad to see that happen. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just surpri- I'm really surprised by the Samoa Joe. I am too. But I think I think that that he's injured to the point where they don't want to take that risk, just like they've been doing. He just with, keeps uh, getting injured. Yeah, with everybody else. I think they're just ready to not have that as a uh, liability. Yeah. I have a few more things here too. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else for this segment? Um. Can we never do two nights of WrestleMania again? Uh, yeah, let's. I, as much as I hate to say it, I do prefer the seven-hour WrestleMania on one night. Really? Yeah. It was a fun gimmick last year with COVID, and probably the best idea for COVID because it cut that just like silence, you know, wrestling thing in half, and it made it a little less daunting of a task to sit through. Yeah. But this year, I don't think it was necessary. One I don't think it was fine. necessary. I think I think doing one big night, mm-hmm. cut out all of your filler matches that you don't need, like uh, a number one contenders match for the women's tag team title that you're not going to switch Even up. change, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also would like them to quit calling this next pay-per-view WrestleMania Backlash. It's been called Backlash for, I think, two decades? Yeah. Already for that purpose. The WrestleMania is implied you're yeah. treating us like we're stupid. But you're a moron. Let's let's stop that. Uh, the Austin and Jericho thing podcast, Broken Skull podcast. Oh, great. That was good. The best Delicious. one I've seen. Delicious. It was amazingly good. Yeah. I forgot how much I really love just every era of Jericho. Really? I it's mean, such he's, a he's good. The best. He's um, the best. And apparently uh, WWE is kind of upset that they did that now, looking back in hindsight, because AEW hit 1.2 million <laughs> Viewers, that first week that they didn't have NXT alongside them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Hines it's good. I think it's a good thing. That. I think it's a good thing. And then, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. Uh, just my last one. Speaking yeah. of Major League Wrestling, they now have a TV deal with Vice TV uh, starting sometime this spring. Vice TV is where uh, Dark Side of the Ring, yeah, came out was produced. Uh, that was their most popular show in the history of their network, and so now they're getting into wrestling. Awesome. Awesome. Right. That's great. Um, is there anybody notable in Major League Wrestling? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> but that might change. This could be the start. You never know. They all got to start somewhere. Major League Wrestling. Let's, let's just, let's just let's, take it. Let's take a peek. Take a peek at their roster. Um, nope. <laughs> uh, TJP? Who is that? Uh, t- uh... Something J T J Perkins. Was he the guy that was on um two oh five live? Yeah, he used to he was the first intercontinental he's the first cruiserweight champion, the first new cruiserweight champion. Yeah. And he okay. used to dab when he came out. I liked him. Uh Ross Von Erich. Okay. Which I'm okay. assuming Von Erich's. is a Von Erich. Uh Harry Smith, Davy Boy Smith's. Davy Boy okay, yeah. Le- and Austin uh, Austin Aries. Leo Rush, apparently. Is their world middleweight champion right now? Simon Gotch. Well, I mean they've they've got some talent. Oh, Toffee has redeemed a dab in our Twitch chat. If you're not watching us on Twitch, you're gonna miss this out. Here we go. Three, two, one. Got a weird camera set up now. All right. <clears throat> yeah, Thanks okay. for that. So they've started. Yeah, I mean they've 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 got a they've got a good uh, they've got a good thing um my last thing uh wwe's released base salaries for uh all of their their higher-ups really and it's surprisingly low really yeah um uh let's see wwe president and chief revenue officer nick khan uh makes 1.2 million dollars in tw- uh, 2021 um, uh, Triple H, his base salary is seven hundred and thirty thousand. Really, that's surprising. Um, Stephanie McMahon's is the same. 
they have a chief financial officer who's the same. And Vince McMahon's salary is $1.4 million. That's it, huh? But that does not include all of the bonuses that they give themselves. Sure. Doesn't include all of the revenue they're going to make um, to do all that. But I, I, I looked at it and I was like, this is low. It this seems feels low, yeah. Like less than you would think. Yeah. Um, before you add all of those bonuses and everything in. But, um, yeah, I mean, granted, also, if I made $1.4 million, <laughs> I wouldn't be complaining. <laughs> take some stress off of me. Sure would. Tell you that much. Um, well, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, post-WrestleMania WWE. We're going to see if we can't figure the next year or so out. <laughs> Keep it here. week in nerd history Geraldo strikes out nerd history. al capone was a notable criminal figure and gangster in chicago running gambling alcohol and prostitution rackets in the early 1900s after orchestrating an assassination attempt on former head johnny torrio capone took control of the chicago outfit organized crime syndicate and was placed on the fbi's most wanted list he was sentenced to prison over income tax evasion in 1931 and died in his home in 1947 Capone had previously housed his headquarters at the nearby Metropole Hotel in Chicago, but in July 1928 moved to a suite in the Lexington Hotel, also in Chicago. Capone ran his various enterprises from this hotel until his arrest in 1931. A construction company in the 1980s planned a renovation of the Lexington Hotel, and while surveying the building, discovered a shooting range and a series of secret tunnels, including one hidden behind Capone's medicine cabinet. These tunnels connected taverns and brothels to provide an elaborate potential escape route in case of police raid. These discoveries led to further investigation of this hotel, notably by researcher Harold Rubin. Rumors said Capone had kept a very secret vault beneath the hotel to hold some of his wealth. On April 21st, 1986, Geraldo Rivera hosted a special live two-hour event called The Mystery of Al Capone's Vaults, which had been greatly hyped as potentially revealing great riches or dead bodies on live television. This included the presence of a medical examiner, should bodies be found, and agents from the IRS to collect any of Capone's money that might be discovered. When the vault was finally opened, the only thing found inside were dirt and several empty bottles, including one Rivera claimed was for moonshine bathtub gin. After several attempts to dig further into the vault, Geraldo admitted defeat and voiced his disappointment to the viewers, apologizing as he thanked the excavation team for their efforts. Although it gathered criticism and became infamous for its disappointing ending, the program was the most watched syndicated television special that year, with an estimated audience of 30 million people. With this event, Rivera had inadvertently launched a no-news form of news, where instead of reporting on news, entire programs were devoted to possible and hypothetical news. Included in this style of news broadcasting is news channels counting down and hyping up upcoming news events, like a presidential briefing discussing what might be news in the future. That's right, the mind-numbing 24-hour news cycle essentially started when Geraldo Rivera struck out in Al Capone's vault. There was nothing in Al Capone's vault, but it wasn't Geraldo's fault. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. We are post-WrestleMania 37, and thank goodness for that. Um, but the next year, we just want to talk about where we're going the next year, <laughs> what, what we want to see. Yeah. WWE, I hope you're listening. <laughs> um, now that I know how much you make, I can imagine you might actually listen to our podcast. <laughs> you poor people. But with WrestleMania in the rearview mirror, what's next for WWE? What do you uh, want to say? What do you want to see in the coming year? Okay, uh, there's, I mean, there's a few things. There's a few things I want to see. A few things I definitely don't want to see. 
I would like to see the Fiend be built back up into something. Because I feel like that's what they were going to do. And then they threw this curveball at WrestleMania, and now he still feels like he's weak. Like, yeah. they had all this build up with him being gone and hyping up this big return, this big re- reveal, this undead version, this transformation thing at WrestleMania coming out, only for him to lose to a single RKO with the red light on that was supposedly yeah. supposed to make him invincible kind of thing. And yeah. I mean, it's just, it felt it fell so flat. It was such a disappointing return that had so much buildup that you thought he's coming back. Is he going to be more powerful than ever? Just like you have in all these, you know, horror movie franchises. He's back and he's badder than ever this time. Yeah. And uh, just pfft, nothing pooped it out. I have no idea now what the, the feud now is going to be between Alexa and uh, Bray. The, the I guess. I don't know. But that's not a, a thing. Hey, uh, Lark, thank you for that uh, re-up on your resubscription here on Twitch. Um, do we get paid for those? Uh, I do. Uh, <laughs> Typical. Typical. Matt gets paid for the Twitch stream of my podcast. Thank you. But uh, I Somebody, just, somebody I was like, yeah, I almost subscribed, but I didn't want to. I didn't know who got the $5. And I was like, well, it sure as heck isn't me. I didn't know we got $5. <laughs> Uh, we have not yet made enough money for me to even be paid out, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure once I am, it's just all going to be going back to yeah, fine crap here in the studio. Anyway, yeah, no, back to the fiend. <laughs> but yeah, I just I need uh, uh, I need him I, to be something. I think the problem with the fiend is that they built this this character up, and they did a lot of work to build him up as a mm. character, and they're like, what do we do? Right. And they're like, I will make him fight Randy Orton again, I guess. Right. Now... Uh, like, they don't want to dig deep into really deep, powerful storylines. Sure. It's like they did with, like, John Cena. Sure. You know, anything like that. Now, Finn Balor has actually come out and said that he would love to return to the main roster and tag team with Bray Wyatt where they both bring out their monster characters. That'd be fun. The Fiend and the Demon together, just wreaking havoc. That'd be crazy. Wherever. Just, it doesn't happen. Never never get in the title picture. Never go for the tag team titles. Just go and wreak havoc. mugging people. It would be fantastic. That's all I would need. I wouldn't need anything more than that. (laughs) Um, I would like to see uh, the Hurt Business get back together. Please. And then I would like to see another tag, another faction come up. And I want to see two factions uh, wrestle at Survivor Series. Yeah. That'd like, be I, fun. I'm, I, the whole Raw versus SmackDown thing is fun, but like, give me one, like, I hate you, you hate me for reasons beyond our control. Like, yeah. I don't know. Just, just give me <laughs> something. It can only be one. Just put the, just put <laughs> the heart business back together. Like, yeah. They were so good. And like when they came, it was, it was one of those, like when they came out as a unit, you're like, this looks really good. It really did. It was like, oh, you guys like uh, Evolution and the Nation of Domination? Let's put them together. <laughs> and that's that's what they did. So yeah. um, like aesthetically, they were very pleasing. Like they're, they're the only reason Bobby Lashley is interesting. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm liking Lashley more and more, even on his own lately. Yeah. I, I still think it's more of the, I mean, cause he's still kind of going with the hurt business thing a little bit. Um, but like I said, I love his entrance. Yeah. It's, it's, I it's, love it. It's great. Um, I want to see a year long storyline. Okay. I want to see something that takes a really long time to culminate. So uh, my my thought could be similar to that. Uh, I think that uh, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I think that Roman Reigns should build up his little table table as well. Get the other twin in there. Get somebody else. It could be the hurt. That could be the <clears throat> team that goes against the hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, leading up to Survivor Series. They could just be intimidating each other back and forth on each individual show. You know, yeah, make it make it that. a Raw versus SmackDown thing that lasts drawn out for a while. Um, that would be fun. Uh, I think Roman and Lashley 
should hold on to the titles at least till Survivor Series to where it's them. Like, it could be their teams, you know, their their factions against each other and then them against each other. Yeah. I would love that. Uh, and then I honestly think that Lashley should keep it until at least SummerSlam. And I want – or Roman. This would work with either of them in my opinion. Uh, I think it would be fun if Brock came back right before SummerSlam and they built up a Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns thing again, expecting Brock, Les- Brock Lesnar to wipe the floor with him and have Roman actually conquer in a bad way. Like almost set Brock in a face position. Yeah. Just to get that more over. Or you could make him more of a heel by going in and challenging Lashley. Yeah. That and Reigns and taking both titles <laughs> and being the champion of both shows. That would be messed up. And that's that's like how he and that's because because for the longest time he was doing like the free agent thing. He would just like go back and forth. Yeah. Like I would, that I would, would love cool. that. Yeah. Um, and I want to see John Cena do something. You know, I, I, I feel like he I know needs to do. I know it's thing. weird, but I kind of miss John Cena. Yeah. He was fun. Um, any NXT call ups you want to see? Specifically? Honestly, you, you asked that question and. I, I didn't even know NXT had a roster. I don't <laughs> want any more NXT call-ups right now because they will get fired within a year or get their tag team broken up or whatever. WWE cannot handle the roster that they have now in the main picture. Not if I was writing for them. <laughs> but. Because I have ideas. But if I had to pick some, I would love to see Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart come dom- dominate the oh, women's tag yeah. team. That would be fun. Uh, and I would I I just like Dexter Loomis. Ever since you pointed out Dexter Loomis, to oh me, he's fantastic. I've him, and he's so I'd got like a to see fantastic look. He's got a fantastic character. He he's an artist. Like he draws. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it would be great. Um, uh, and then I already said I'd like to see Finn Balor back yeah. teaming with Bray. I want to see uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, come I in. just don't. I don't know. I feel because he was on the main roster at one point, wasn't he? No. Who am I thinking of? Well, he came out. He's been on SmackDown before. I guess that's what I'm thinking of. But it was like an episode of SmackDown. Oh, okay. I think it, that leading up into Survivor Series, they had a couple of NXT matches with. Okay, I just remember hearing in the main show, "It's Johnny Wrestling" or whatever like that, and I'm like, "Well, hey, hey, I know that which, guy." Which, speaking of of NXT, I, don't, I can't believe we didn't talk about it. Uh, but Pat McAfee is. Oh yeah, the Smack the Smack new SmackDown. Uh... Commentator, commentator and he's, and he's good. He's I've watched like I watched, I only got to watch like five minutes of it the other day, and it's amazing. I watched the whole thing; it was great. He's he's fantastic. He's I also exactly. Like the, I also like the new guy on uh, Raw. The guy yeah, that came in bad. from Major he's League Bas- Baseball. Um, our uh, our friends Brandon and Tyler, who are big Pat McAfee fans from the football sports side, um, I was talking to them, and I said, you know, once he settles into his role of being kind of the heel commentator because you can tell you he's kind of leaning towards more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like once he understands his role of Michael Cole calls the show and he just says stupid stuff like, oh, I like Roman Reigns' shoes. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he's going to do he's going to do really really well. Um so I want to see Johnny Gargano come in. I think uh I mean, he's a fun character too. He's a good yeah. he, he's a good heel in the vein of the Miz. Like he's that he kind of be. he's yeah. that kind of. Uh, but he also can do a really good face. Sure, sure, sure. But I, I do like his heel work. It's very fun. Yeah, it makes you enjoy hating him. You yeah, know what I mean, um, now that Undisputed Era is broken up, uh, I think Adam so Cole. Sad. Adam Cole could come in. Yeah, it's about time for him. I think. Um, I just don't want to. I just don't want him to do it too soon and be ruined. I would absolutely love to see Chimaso Champa. He's not going to. He said he's yeah. not going to. Never. Will. Um, but smart decision, in my opinion. I mean, stay there and be the king. You really. <laughs> um, and I would like to see Velveteen Dream. Oriel, thanks for that lurk. I have. Really? I have a thought on Velveteen Dream, though. Okay. Um, so I would love for Alistair Black to come out 
and start talking about not being able to get fights. Nobody wants to fight him. Try to play it off as like a, everybody's scared of Aleister Black. That's why I haven't been on TV because mm-hmm. nobody's willing to fight me. And in the middle of it, we hit uh, Velveteen Dream's music and he just kind of comes out and he's like, I'll fight you again, baby. And he just, <laughs> and that's it. That's all he does. And they, they re up. Because they had a really good program together in NXT a couple of years ago, right before Aleister Black took off. And so mm. I think having, I think the problem with NXT call-ups is nobody ever has a plan for them. Yeah. That they start immediately. Like you have to put them in a storyline the first night on Raw or SmackDown. And with doing something like that, you know, you can really, you could really put together a good program for both him and Aleister Black. And you know, they can both wrestle because it was that program that led the wwe to go yeah we should put alistair black on raw um which is also why i want to see tommaso champa so much because him and johnny gargano could tear the house down oh absolutely every single pay-per-view absolutely uh stand and deliver was just amazing there it's like it didn't have the pomp and circumstance uh, of of wrestlemania but it was still a fantastic two nights of wrestling. I didn't even mind that that was two nights because they kept it short. <laughs> it was yeah. like two and a half hours every night, but it was great. It was so good. Every match on there much better than, uh, than you tend to remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just, there, there's a lot of really good talent. And I think there's a lot of things that, but that's the problem with NXT call-ups is you yeah. get so many, just people and you just throw them in um, like you did with Bo Dallas or like you did with uh, American Alpha and you even yeah. tried with American Alpha and then they just decided, no, yeah. we're not going to. And they did the same thing with, with heavy machinery. Yeah. So Topher in our uh, Twitch chat uh, saying that the main thing that he wants is a Lynch return, which has got to happen soon, right? Yeah. And uh, he wants to see her see her go after uh, Alexa Bliss in this new transformed state. Okay, which could be fun. Could be fun. I mean, Rousey's out; she's not coming back. She's pregnant. I did see that. Yeah, so she prego. I forgot about that. Which you know, honestly, now that I've had some time away from Rousey, I I wouldn't mind Rousey coming back. I know that I know that we all hated her when she was there, but there there's some. There's some ways to approach that, you yeah. know, it's, and now now it's not going to happen. But, you know, you could have had um, Becky Lynch come out and be like, I'm back and, I, you know, I should go for the title because it was I never lost that title. I just had to give it up because of this, that and the other. And then, uh, you know, uh, bad reputation starts playing and yeah. Ronda Rousey comes out and is like, no, we have unfinished business. <laughs> and then they start that kind of feud. Like, I love fun. yeah. I love unfinished business feuds. <laughs> I love stuff that picks up like years after. So, yeah. um, I, I don't know about, I don't know about Lynch and Alexa bliss. The problem that I have is that Alexa bliss is a really, really good wrestler. Oh, like she's so very good. talented. Um, specifically she's very talented in the ring. Yeah. She's very talented as a character. Very much so. But, and, and I know this is going to sound dumb, but like most things I say, but <laughs> with, uh, with her, it's like, she's so much smaller than everybody. The aesthetics are very strange to picture until it's in the ring. Mm. You know, like when she wrestles Carmella, like it makes sense because Tur- Carmella is rail thin as well. Um, but when she starts wrestling, anybody that's got a little bit more upper body strength or that sort of thing, it's like, it's just so weird looking. <laughs> It's what I pictured in my head, but again, it gets into the ring, and you're like, "Oh, this this works out really great." Right? You have a problem with Rey Mysterio fighting Big Show? What's going on here? I did. A <laughs> yes, it's weird. It, well, it was so strange. I had a really big problem with most people that wrestled Great Kali, but mostly because of Great Kali. Um, I, I don't know. There's got to be an end to the Alexa Bliss thing, though. I don't know what it is. Like, she's eventually got to stop I'm doing so this because she can't do this forever. As to what the heck is happening? Because neither can the Fiend. Like, the Fiend is not a sustainable character. Right. It's not the Undertaker. It won't last it's forever. It's not a sustainable thing. 
but you gotta get something good out of it before it goes away. Don't let yeah. it just die with all these weird you, crap yeah, storylines. It, it, it's sustainable short term, but yeah. not not long term. So, um, uh, that's all I got. Yeah, I just want more storytelling. I want more stuff out there. Right. I, I want I want them to you know if if I were and I don't know we've talked about if we were writers, but um, it's almost worth like sitting down and starting with with one feud yeah and saying okay this is a feud we're going to start once we stop this feud who's next so you know you put you have baron corbin and roman reigns in a in a feud once that feud ends the next feud that starts is roman reigns and kevin owens and then it just kind of climbs that tree and you need to put a vein that runs through to WrestleMania and you need to have a plan and just stick with it. Just have confidence in yourself because you're right. writing good stuff. The writers are putting good stuff together. They just don't have enough confidence to stick with it. Agreed. I feel like most of the predictions that we've made for these last few pay-per-views, we have written better endings and better possible storyline things than what actually happened. And I think that's partly our fault, because, of course, we're backseat writers. We yeah. we don't know what's really going on yeah. behind the scenes or what could be planned in the future. But we, <laughs> we're we in this position where we're trying to build up what we think would be awesome. And so it doesn't happen, and we're like, oh, we, we could have done better. The Jim Blossoms once said, if you don't <laughs> expect too much from me, you might not be let down. <laughs> and that's what we really want y'all to take away from it. Well, when we come back... We're talking about heel turns. Stay right here. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, and our two words, as we have discussed earlier, are heel turn. That's right, we're talking about our favorite bad guys. Um, really, that's what makes wrestling fun, is the Absolutely. bad guys. We've we've made it through the, the, the early years of wrestling where you had these campy characters that were, I mean, they were kind of bad guys, but most of them were, you know, just weird characters and stuff <laughs> the then, we got into the atti- then we got into the attitude era and i think the attitude era cemented wrestling as uh what it is today and as a soap what, opera yeah what made <laughs> what made the attitude era great um were the heels mm-hmm. were the bad guys um so i guess the question really just is who are your favorite bad guys um so are we doing runners up and then the best one um, i have runners up for all of these questions sure okay uh, so my runners up, which might be some of yours, so I won't talk yeah. about them, but my runners up are Ted DiBiase, The Rock, Kurt Angle, and Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho is really close to my top. Yeah. But, uh, my favorite heel is The Miz. That's fair. And I don't necessarily want to be saying that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's what makes him a great heel. But he, ha- yeah, he has been so consistently... A fantastic, entertaining, just love to loathe him character for the entirety of his run. And what makes it great about The Miz in general is the fact that, you know, he is one of those kids that grew up his entire life saying, I'm going to be a wrestler one day. Yeah. And And people kept telling him he wasn't. Right. And then he made it in here. And not only is he a wrestler, he's one of the best characters of yeah. all time. He's a great wrestler. He's yeah. not a top tier wrestler, in my opinion, but he is a fantastic character. Just looking at these this last work with the uh the Bobby Lashley um cash in thing yeah. that they did where they put it on him for two weeks. This was, was brilliant. 
Yeah. His making excuses, uh, his, his real emotions, everything. It was brilliant. It was so beautiful. And every storyline he's done like that throughout the years has just gotten better and better in that vein. The the bravado, the I'm awesome being the beginning of his theme song. It's just, uh, I love it. Yeah. I love everything about no, it. The thing about The Miz... I think what makes him a fantastic heel is that he almost pull every once in a while, he pulls you in to make you like, well, I should be on this guy's side. Like (laughs) I watched the video of him breaking the intercontinental title while yelling at Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I watched that like once a month. It's a Like he just slams it down and he breaks the title. Um, yeah, I, that's the new, uh, that's the new just do it meme like that yeah. pumps you up. Like you watch that and you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's right. Dang it. I need this. <laughs> and then he does something, you know, and then he, you know, cashes in his money in the bank and two weeks later gives the title to Bobby Lashley. Like he does things like that. Um, my favorite, I don't know if runners up is really a good term for mine. Um, but my, some of my favorite honorable mentions, uh, I have Ted DiBiase as well. I love, He's um, just, he was, good. he was just, especially, you know, in that, that time in the early, late eighties, early nineties, he was just evil. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like, you know, slapping basketballs out of kids' hands and shoving money in people's mouths. Right. And, and I loved how he just paid people to, to forfeit matches with him. Yeah. I'll give you a thousand dollars if you just lose. That's fantastic. (laughs) Um, Made his own title, yeah, to carry around (laughs) that he eventually gave to Steve Austin. Yeah, brilliant. Um, uh, Michael Cole. I I was watching WrestleMania 27 the other day. Uh He was in the coal mine, and it was I'm like. Heel Michael Cole was fantastic. This Michael Cole's good too, but like heel Michael Cole was just a dirt bag. <laughs> and another thing that Jerry Lawler had to go and ruin because Jerry Lawler just had to have a heart attack on live television. And that was the moment Michael Cole talks about it. He's like, that was the moment I re I like I couldn't be a heel anymore. After a guy almost died next to me. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, you that can't was... talk trash about him. I actually watched that that thing again recently. Like yeah. his his explaining to the camera when yeah. it happened. He was he was, was messed up. Shook. He was. Shook. I remember I remember watching that live because it was right after he had done a match with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. And I was I remember watching that live and I was like, oh man, this is rough. Uh, the anonymous Raw GM. <laughs> Which was a uh, hornswoggle, right? I think eventually, yeah, I think eventually we figured out that was hornswoggle on like uh, the the 3,000th episode yeah. of, of Raw or whatever. Which was just a throwaway joke. I don't think it was ever meant to be hornswoggle. Yeah, no, I don't think it was either. But, but um, that was also part of Michael Cole, <laughs> you know, because it yeah. was essentially Michael Cole reading on the lines. Yeah, it was, I it was had great. your attention. Um, uh, I love John Moxley. Mox is good. Um, uh, but I'm not sure I would put him in a heel position. It depends on who he's talking to. Yeah, but I, I, feel, I feel like he's more in that anti-hero position. Now he is. Not. But when he was in the WWE as Dean Ambrose and he was getting away, he came after he left and came back with a shaved head and he was like really buff and he had the tight oh, pants. Oh, yeah, and he was doing the Bane um, thing. And he was doing, Weird yeah, stuff. he was doing like the Bane thing and he would come out in gas masks and he's like, I don't even want to smell you people. <laughs> um yeah, that sort of stuff was really. He great. hated doing that, but he put a good effort yeah. into it, which is. Good. Um, he hated doing it because he didn't have creative control over it. Yeah, but my favorite heel right now is MJF. He's good. I cannot. Samoa Joe said something on Twitter, and MJ. It was after he had gotten released, and M- MJF was like, "Shut up, fatty." <laughs> A legitimate jerk. He's just and he just <laughs> he, he, he plays just the keeps character it on all the time. All the time. He there's um, no he keeps the kayfabe up. But then he goes the out and he legitimately wrestles. Oh, and he's good. And he's very good. He's very He's fun. He'll be in the business for a long time. Yeah. 
And he might one day actually take that best spot from the Miz, in my opinion, because he is just he's he's another yeah. one of those love to hate but super entertaining. Oh, it was um, Samoa Joe had tweeted out uh, the video of him coming out at an NXT event, and MJF was one of his like personal security guards. <laughs> um, and MJF, but anyway, no, MJF is I, I think, in my opinion. Could could do nothing but talk, and I'd still, I'd still be all about it. Um, who is bad at being bad? Okay, uh, my my honorable mentions here. Michael Cole is on my list of bad. <laughs> I hated heel Michael Cole. I hated him sitting in his little glass coffin. Coal mine. Oh. I hated. <laughs> I hated his his fake fans, the coal miners. I hated it all. Uh, I hated him in his stupid little high school wrestling onesie I, <laughs> with his match I, with Jerry Lawler. I hated it all. I did sir. not like it. And I think it's because you and I started watching kind of a different generation. Yeah. But I remember Michael Cole back when he was just the back, you know, the backroom interviewer on Sunday night heat. Like yeah. I remember the night he started. Yeah. And I'd always liked him as like, I was like, this guy's good. This guy's yeah. good on the mic. This guy's when he was an, became an announcer for the first time. I'm like, yeah, he fits here. So I've always been like team Michael Cole. And so it was, it was kind of like when they tried to make Jr. a bad guy. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this feels so wrong to me. I don't like yeah. it. It wasn't like a fun heel turn for me. But I really do think that's just a matter of perspective as of when we joined. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I, <laughs> I mostly love, like, every once in a while he just starts shouting. He's like, I was a war correspondent, and now I'm here. <laughs> I was in the Bosnian Civil War. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it didn't have its merits or its funny yeah. moments, but it's just, it felt wrong. I uh, yeah, no, I definitely loved it. Mojo Raleigh tried to do that weird heel turn. Yeah, where he like painted he had the, the p- weird cracks in his, his face and stuff. Yeah. Didn't like that. Shorty G's current version, I don't like that either. I've always yeah. enjoyed Shorty G, not Shorty G, but you know what I mean. Chad Gable yeah. as a uh, as the heel, as the kind of all American whatever. Yeah, and this weird thing he's doing with Otis, you know, it it has possibility, sure, but if it doesn't go anywhere beyond where it's at right now then it's pointless and i hate it yep uh natalia anytime they try and make her a heel yeah it's just no she's not good at it because i don't think that's her personality in real life no. i don't think she's that good of an actor uh <laughs> and then speaking of that bailey is my worst pick worst heel i get that bailey bailey should not be a heel she is not entertaining as a heel. She is just grating and annoying. And everybody knows that she is the girl that grew up wanting to be the the happiest, the best, the most inspiring, you know, WWE woman wrestler of all time. And that was who she was. And they built her into that fantastic character. And then they just cut it. And they've stuck with this heel Bailey. And I have, it's never worked for me. I hated seeing her every moment at WrestleMania, except for the fact that we thought Becky Lynch was going to come out. And yeah. then the Bella Twins came out. And nobody liked that either. <laughs> I think that for Bailey, you know, they could have done a heel turn, but they really needed to do it. You know, she's too, she's too amped as a heel turn. Like what they really could have done again, I mean, could have, um, you know, has made her come out. And when she attacked her, uh, her wacky waving inflatable arm flailing Bailey buddies, um, she gets on the mic the next week and was like, I wanted to be this happy person. I loved wrestling. I loved being yeah. here. I loved all of you. And y'all stole that joy from me. Yeah. Make it a good story. Yeah. It just came out of nowhere, but she's just trying to be the, She's trying to be white Sasha Banks. Yeah. It's like, I'm bad now. And we don't need a white Sasha Banks. I cut we my hair in regular Sasha Karen Banks. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, the worst, uh, Lars Sullivan. I don't like Lars Sullivan. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm glad he's out. Uh, I thought John Laurinaitis was insufferable. <laughs> the people power. I am, I am 
I'm the vice president of talent relations, John <laughs> Laurinaitis. Um, and with him, he brought Big Show as a heel, and I hate <coughs> heel Big Show. I do not like heel Big Show. Big, we, I know we're not doing this because our next thing is most shocking heel turn. Yeah. But <laughs> the least shocking heel turn is Big Show. Yeah. Because he did it a thousand times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But my least, my least favorite heel, my least favorite bad guy is Stephanie McMahon. Really? I do not like, she tries to Whoa. be too much like her dad as a heel. Eh, yeah. And I don't, bit. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like you. He's just not, he's just not fun. Like it's not, it's, I don't know. And I'm, I'm sure I'm in the minority on that. I mean, I mean, I enjoy Stephanie as a heel. I didn't um, like her back in the weird McMahon Helmsley era. Yeah, thing. I but, think I liked that more than I like. But, but in the last now. decade, I've enjoyed. Yeah. Um, okay. So most shocking heel turn, and I'm I'm looking at your list, and I'm looking at my list, and we have the exact same list, <laughs> um, with the exception of one, I think. Okay. Well, you go first. Okay. Um, one, we'll go back and forth. So, so you, so that's your. This one's my specific one. Yeah, that's one. That's the only one that we have. Okay. You have one different. Mine. Mine. Now, sure. I'll other man. Um, Mark Henry. I'm not sure if it was necessarily a heel turn, but when he came out to his fake retirement, even if it wasn't officially a heel turn, the fact was that fake retirement set made him everybody as a loved him. Yeah, set him up as a person that they loved. They're like realizing, oh, I don't want to see him go. And then to turn that around. Yeah, I see that on the list. It was the best heel turn uh, out there. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, okay, so my specific one that I have is uh, when The Rock became uh, the corporate champion. Oh, yeah. When uh, when they pulled the uh, the old uh, secondary Montreal screw job situation. They even yeah. had him do the sharpshooter when they did the fast count. And Vince just handed him the title. Yeah. And he walked up and joined the corporation, which I love the corporation as a faction. I really did. Corporation was good. And then even the corporate ministry was fun. That was a fun time. Uh, But uh, that was a a shocking thing. Because, you know, The Rock was never really a face per se, but he did have that anti-hero quality similar to to Stone Cold. And so you always wanted to see him kind of be... You know, fighting the man kind of thing. And when Stone Cold was was with Vince McMahon, he did that too. That was that was a weird, very shocking bit. Yeah, I think they had just run out of things to do. <laughs> steam to to keep the That's McMahon fair. versus Stone Cold thing going. So, so our shared shocking heel turns. Okay. Uh, you take one. I'll take one. You Chris take Jericho or Ke- Kevin Owens turns on Chris Jericho at the Festival of Friendship. I watched the entire thing. After oh my seeing, gosh. After seeing the clip of it on the Stone Cold podcast, I went back and watched the entire thing. It was beautiful. That is gold. It was so beautiful. It is gold. And hearing uh, Jericho explain, you know, how they were setting it up and how it went mm-hmm. on that podcast, it just made me love it even more. Yep. It was really good. I just, I love, because I never, I, I saw it coming Two seconds before it happened. Right. Because he's like, he's like, I have a new list. And I told Hillary, I'm like, he's going to pull it up and it's going to say something. It's going to have Kevin Nowens' name on it. <laughs> he's like, why is my name on it? He pulls here? it up and it's the list of KO. And then he gets stunned and yeah. it's through the TV. Because you made it, because you made, it made you feel like it was going to be another like Rock's birthday. Yeah. Segment where, yes, The Rock hated it. Uh, but they were still a tag team. They were yeah. still friends. You just expect this to be a weird moment. It's like an uncomfortably yeah. long. Uh... <laughs> but that went on to set up Jericho, Kevin Owens. Oh, and it was great. And that was that mm-hmm. was really fantastic. Uh, okay, um, is our our top ones the same one? Well, that was really my top one. That was your top but one. We that okay. Okay. that one is the same. Okay. We do have the same there. Um, so. My last runner-up one is uh, when Seth Rollins turned on the Shield. I, I did not see that coming. It was at all. It was heartbreaking. Yeah, because we had hated the Shield when it started. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I hated the Shield when it started. I think everybody did, but eventually it grew. And eventually, they turned into that anti-hero thing. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really good, and it was right after they had just done this feud with the Authority, yeah. and uh, you know the the revised Evolution. 
slash and all this corporation. Stuff, corporation, whatever. And then you re- basically restarted the corporation. I, yeah. I, yeah, no, I but thought watch, it was... Watching the faces when they're all standing, you know, in the ring, facing the authority. Seth Rollins comes and slams a chair against Roman Reigns. Roman flops down basically on his face. And the face on Dean Ambrose of what is happening. Why did you do this to me? And then to him get hit the second, yeah. it was just a heartbreaking. That was one of those yeah. that just crushed you. Yeah, Like a lot of these heel turns or breaking up of factions you kind of see coming uh, or they're like a good thing. You're like, finally, they're breaking free or something like this. But this was just a rip your heart out moment for characters we barely knew, really. Yeah. Still. I mean, they were, it was long before any of this character development because they were, they were notoriously like uh, almost anonymous. Uh, yeah. Asking, like they were, they were, they were just a looming threat that didn't that even, fantastic. that weren't even in the locker room or whatever. To, to see that, it just, it was, it was played really well. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I loved it. The last one, and you can start talking about it, but it's my top one. Is this on your list? That's not on my list. Oh, no. okay. You didn't see this one then. Okay. No, I didn't even think about that. This is my top one. I, my did, most shocking. I did think about that. But. My most shocking was Hulk Hogan being the third man. Hogan's the third man. NWO. Hogan is the third man. Like, I know uh, I was still early in wrestling at that point, but I knew Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Long before I watched Everyone wrestling, did. everybody, every kid knew Hulk Hogan. I had the Hulk Hogan brawling buddy, that little stuffed yeah Hulk Hogan. Yeah. like I, I that was my stuffed animal that i slept with as a kid for many years like i was a big hulk hogan guy and if there was anyone on the planet who i thought would be a face for life it would be hulk hogan and to see him just come out do the leg drop on i think it was randy savage wasn't it it was somebody somebody who was his friend like everyone yeah. thought he was coming out to save them and then joined in with Holland Nash as the the kind of WWF invasion angle that they were playing. It was brilliant, but you saw the heat it drew. You saw all the garbage being thrown into the ring. Yeah. Like it's a rare occurrence when something like that happens. Yeah. I mean it made people that mad. They were so upset. It was so shocking. And to this day, that's one of my favorite clips to watch, too. Yeah. Uh, a really good moment. It's fantastic. Well, let us know. Uh, what, what's your favorite heel turn? And who do you think is the best bad guy out there? Who did we miss? What moment did we miss? Um, uh, Topher, Topher says Baron Corbin is his favorite heel. Baron Corbin. Now, you mentioned the dog food. The dog food made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Like in a very, and not in like a, like a, uh, but it was like a, oh man, I'm really also bad for this guy. Him in the, the, the biking outfit also made me feel <laughs> awkward. But Baron Corbin makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Look, he's, he is one of those workhorses. Yeah. Like he will do anything for the company, for like you're saying. Uh, and so he's, but I don't think, I don't think he's yet at the top tier level, uh, uh, uh heel. He has not reached his potential. But I bet he will be. Yeah, he's, he's on his way, too. Very soon. I think we give him a lot more crap than he deserves. Um, well, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Two Words LTN. And be sure to check out our Twitch stream of every episode uh, on twitch.tv slash LTN on air. You can interact with us, see all the fun stuff that doesn't make the show, like what Matt just did. <laughs> and you can hear us a day before the podcast airs, um, which why wouldn't you want to do that? Hang out with us tonight. Um Take it out. But if you just want to listen to the podcast, you can do that exclusively on LTN Radio. Uh, we are a uh, a member of the LTN of the Love Thy Nerd po- network of podcasts. Um, and if you like what we do, go check out L- Love Thy Nerd at lovethynerd.com. They've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, um, as well as this show, as well as all sorts of uh, fun comic book shows, uh, gaming shows. If, if you're a nerd of any sort... There's something here for you. Um, And if you wanted to uh, financially partner with us or that mission, um, you can head over to lovethynerd.com slash give. Partner. Slash partner? Partner. Oh, (laughs) I have an old website. (laughs) Who have I been giving to then? (laughs) 
They Ooh, might whatever. both go there. I don't know. I don't but know. I know what they above always says I don't his give. partner. I don't give. <laughs> I, I provide. I provide you're, a, you're a content creator. I'm a creator. Um, uh, but thank you guys for hanging out with us uh, on Twitch. Thank you guys for hanging out with us on the podcast. Um, go and hit that subscribe button. Uh, we are on Google Podcast. We're on Spotify. Uh, are we on Stitcher? Yeah, we're on. We're on, we're on any, all of them. Yeah, we're, we're on Apple Podcast. You get your everywhere. podcast. Subscribe. Leave a five star rating because we are five stars. <laughs> we are worth five stars. Reviews are good too. All of that will help. Reviews us are out. good. Talk about how amazing we are. Talk about how good looking we are. Um, you could talk. You could talk trash to us too if you wanted to, as long as you gave us a five star review. <laughs> say whatever you want. Yeah. Say whatever you want. I don't really. Giving care. us a five star review is a free pass to say whatever you want. Oh, <laughs> well, whatever you want. <laughs> It's still going to be there on the internet. Just remember that. (laughs) Um, But thank you guys for joining us. And as always, my name's John. His name's Matt. And if you're not down with that, well, I got two words for you.